Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sunday Strohs. I am back uh, with my buddy Mario here. Mario held the fort down. He had H-Town Wheelhouse on and they had an extended, pretty long buddy. I listened to it. It was good and it was long. You guys had a lot to talk about, Uh, but I'm back. It's nice to be back with you. I woke up this morning, got my coffee, and first thing I thought of was Sunday Strohs. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, and welcome back, of course, you know, and, uh, and you know, glad and, and, and privileged to have held the fort down, and, you know, but it, it good to have you back, and, you know, ready and better than ever, man, pretty good. Yeah, I went on my road trip to New Mexico, which turned out awesome, and I actually have two, like maybe 2.5 uh, road trip fair fouls nice. on, uh, on this episode. So Sunday Strohs is brought to you by the amazing company, Dugout Mugs. If you don't have one, go get one. I believe that they have 30% off. You have to enter. I don't know what the code is. I should do my homework, but just go to dugoutmugs.com and swig for the fences. You should be getting your metal mug soon, right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I believe we get an email saying that they're ready to ship out, so I'm very excited. All right, so let's dive into this week. Uh, the Astros went four and two, and they should have went five and one. And that's actually the first game of the week. It was the, uh, you know, that it was funny. It was last weekend when I was out of town, and Friday and Saturday, the Astros demolished Seattle, and everybody on Twitter was telling me to stay gone. Did you see uh, that? They were like, don't I saw come, that. Don't, I don't saw come that. home. Don't come home. It was I crazy. Saw that. I, thought, I think I saw somebody say to get a place there, like yeah. like a house. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay, is he going to lease this house or is he going to get this house? You know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Frambert <laughs> just threw seven scoreless innings when I'm not here. And then what they score, like, I don't know, man. They I can't remember the scores on Friday and Saturday, but, I mean, they were just – 15 hits 12 hits or something like that tons of runs it was awesome yeah friday and saturday double digit runs and you know this came off of our 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 uh game set at uh, kansas city and so we definitely had those two games you know be like you know better energy builders you know like for sunday so you know i you know i think i saw somebody put on their hey man we don't score like 25 runs on sunday i'm out (laughs) because we were scoring so much and you know, I was very definitely very excited. Um, but I do know that Sunday's always Sunday and yeah. you know, every game every game's different, every pitcher, you know, you could be you know, we actually like did very well on Sunday, which I really you know, we'll yeah. get to that in a little bit, but I I'm thinking we got this because Fran Bear was on and he was on he was like a machine, he was like a robot out there. That's what I'm saying. It was like I'll tell you this. This this is my view of the game. Framber Valdez, seven scoreless innings. And then I don't know if it was the ninth inning or the tenth inning when we had the bases loaded and no outs. And I was like, this is over. We won. And I'm going to have to stay in New Mexico again. 
And then somehow they tie it up. I think the bad thing is we didn't have any offense. And they tie it up. And somehow it's tied. We go to the 10th inning. I believe base is loaded. I think it's over, but it's not. I think it was three straight strikeouts, Correa and Yuli. Yes. And someone in the middle of them. I can't remember who it was. And then they they get like a three-run homer and score four runs in the 11th inning. And we that made it 6 to 2, I think. And then we scored another run in the in the bottom of the 11th, but I mean, what a blown opportunity. You 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 have your starter go seven innings and only get give up three hits, and your boy Graveman or our boy, the guy we love, he actually gave up a run, right? I was very surprised. I I saw I was watching and you know and I watched the entire game just like like my especially after they took after Fran Bear left the game, and I'm thinking, okay, sounds good, you know, because Graveman, Presley, you know, like you're thinking you, you did. You know, eight and nine, you know, that's almost a victory. Yeah. But one thing I noticed about Graveman, he just, he didn't look Graveman-like. I mean, well, what we've seen when he came over, you know, in the trade, and then what yeah. he's seen with us, he looked pretty, like, he looked different. He didn't, he didn't seem, and, 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 and to be honest, you know, he still had a couple of strikeouts, and, you know, that was, that was still, like, pretty awesome. I mean, he was... He was actually almost out of the inning without anything before he gave up the run. Yeah. But then Presley comes in, same thing. You know, he had a couple of strikeouts, gave up the run, you know, but, you know, and of course, Presley gave up the home run, you know, but you're, you're thinking eight and nine, like, is, is lock. And it's just one of those things where it just, it's, it's, a, it's, you play the game and this is what happens. Yeah. With the bullpen we have now and, yeah. and we're leading going into the eighth inning, I mean, I, I think we're going to win. Every time. I mean, I have very much a lot of confidence in them. But you carry this over to Monday. We have to play Kansas City again, who beat us three out of four. And we lose seven to one. But that's after Grinky gives us six innings of two-run ball. I think we had like five hits. Yuli Gurriel went three for three with an RBI. And I think he had three of the five hits, I, I believe. Out of memory, we only had like five or six hits. At six at the most, my money would be on five. Grinky had a great outing. Six innings and two runs, you should win that. And we get demolished seven to one. So the bullpen in the last three innings goes up five runs. And we lose. And, and you're thinking, here we go again. But then we take it to him on Tuesday. Luis Garcia, an amazing outing. Six and two-thirds, no runs. We beat them four to zero. Correa two for three with two RBIs. Taylor Jones went two for four. And then Wednesday we went six to five. But I believe that that was extra innings. Yes, that was the most exciting like thing I saw pretty much like this week with the walk off. Um, but yeah, it did go. It did go into extras, and you know, and um. You know our our new awesome center fielder, you know, yeah. uh, Jake Myers. Uh, you know he brought him in. He brought in uh, Alex Bregman, I believe. Yeah, and, he he grounded know, he out the, right, and, the, and he scored from third. Yeah, and exactly. And, and so the you know the Jake Myers is is definitely becoming a thing now. He's I mean he's he's becoming one of those like we you know we love this you know like Jake yeah. Myers you know coming up. 
you know, taking the, you know, you know, Chas McCormick's, you know, because he's he's injured, and he's stepping up, and I mean, he won the game. I mean, he pretty much, I mean, anybody in that situation who could ground it, I mean, we would say the same thing, but we just love seeing it from a new guy like Jake Myers. Yeah. So if you look at it Wednesday, Lance McCullers doesn't get out. I think this was the game where they took him out. Was yes. this the grand? Was this a? Was this the Grand Slam game? Uh, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, they, they, McCullers they loaded the, the bases, right? And yeah. they, they put in Christian Javier afterwards. Yeah. And, and and he allowed the one hit, but the one hit was the slam. Yeah, so you look at it, and, and you know, it's hard to – I know you have to pin the runs on Lance McCullers Jr., but he didn't throw the ball that hit the home run, so perhaps that wouldn't have happened, but you can't say that. But if you look at that, six and two-thirds innings, and he gives up four runs, and we win, and then you look at Sunday, Valdez, uh, seven scoreless, and we lose. So you never know what's going to happen, late inning excitement. And then Friday, we go to Arlington, and we got Jake Odorizzi pitching in game one, and I believe we both were thinking, if we're going to lose one, it's going to be this game. Uh, but he goes five innings, six hits, two runs. I'll take that. I will take five innings and two runs from Jake Odorizzi every game. Uh, Brantley, three for five with two RBIs. And May and Myers. I, I say Mayers a lot. I don't know why, but it's Myers. And he had two RBIs. So we went five to four. That was pretty awesome. And then last night, uh, Framber was back at it again. Another seven-inning outing. This time he allowed two runs. Uh, Maldonado had two RBIs. Alvarez had a home run. He went two for four. Tucker went two for four. We went five to two. And we finished four and two on the week. Overall, I felt like it was a good week. You know, uh, it doesn't really bother me that we let that one get away on Sunday. Uh, It is what it is. Four and two week is is good. I'll take it. I agree. You know, to be honest, when it comes to what happened the the previous week, you know, I'll definitely take it because, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I think differently about Sunday's game because any team, because okay, so everybody out there, everybody knows we leave we leave runners on base, runners in scoring position on base, you know. But when you see that, and you see what didn't happen, I mean, indeed, you you want you want that victory, but definitely what we did this week was way better than we did last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not happy that they lost Sunday and they should have won. I mean, the chances of winning, I guess if we know with bases loaded and no outs, the odds in Vegas would have been super high, but they, they, they choked. They got struck out three times in a row, but four and two is better than two and four, you know, and they're playing bad teams. I guess Seattle's not too bad. They're, they're making a surge, uh, but it looks like, you know, with the Astros' four-game winning streak, they're kind of pulling away. But looking at these games, are you ready to give me your players of the week? I am. I am. All right, so my I have two nominees for pitchers and two nominees for position players. And let's see if you have one of these guys. I have Framber Valdez and Luis Garcia. Who's your pitcher of the week? Is it one of these two guys? For me, it's Framber Valdez. Because he should have had the W on Sunday. I know we're gonna. I know that Sunday is really gonna creep up on us a little bit. But you go seven. You don't give up anything. You don't. You only walk one. You you 
you you leave it you leave it in the eighth. We're we're up. I mean that's that's a victory. And then what he did last night. I mean he's having he's having a good week. You know last night he just you know I'm so happy last night that he got the victory. But his performance this week, not getting the victory, but but playing enough, playing well, pitching well enough to get the victory on Sunday, and then last night actually getting the W. He had to be my yeah. pitcher of the week. Yeah. Both both games he threw seven innings. I mean, that's perfect. Except I mean, except for throwing a perfect game or something. But seven innings is is for us. We talked about we have the eighth and ninth inning, you know, wrapped up with Graveman and Presley. I mean, fourteen innings, six hits and two runs in two games. That's amazing. And the only one that gave him competition is Garcia, who threw six and two thirds, and he only gave up four hits and no runs. But if you, you know, usually you're, if you remember this, usually we go through the week and one of, one of our pitchers will, will throw twice and they'll have a really good game and a really bad game. But Framber Valdez had two really awesome games this week. And he is also my pitcher of the week. Awesome. Offensive player of the week. I have two nominees. I've got Jordan Alvarez. And Jake Myers is your offensive player. One of those two. My offensive player of the week, my, my position player of the week is Jordan Alvarez. Uh, what he's done this week is good. He's you know he's hit the, he's hit the most home runs this week, or at least he's tied for the most home runs this week. But it's also what he's doing, you know, game changer wise. You know, he's his home runs have come in really awesome spots during the week. For me, he is pretty much. Having the best week this week for British players. You know, when I was thinking about this, automatically I was like, it's Jordan Alvarez without even like diving into the stats. And I thought, okay, maybe it's Correa. Maybe it's somebody else. And I was like, maybe it's Jake Myers. Did you know Jake Myers had 10 hits? And four RBIs. He had four more hits than Alvarez. And he had four RBIs. He had more runs batted in and more hits than Alvarez. But I'm going with you, buddy. Alvarez had home runs at the right time when we needed him. Three home runs on the week. He is my player of the week as well. So we we agree on both. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. So moving on to the Sunday Strohs poll. The... Uh, Astros signed Marwin Gonzalez. He was released by the Boston Red Sox. And I don't know if you noticed this, buddy, but I put the poll out on Friday. And I put two days time so that we could get a little bit more input. And the question was, what are your expectations for Marwin Gonzalez? And one option is for him to have success with the Astros. Second option was for him to be on the 26-man roster, which expands to 28 on Wednesday. And then, you know, the last one is not perform and gets released. Like, he doesn't even come up. He just gets released outright. So what are your expectations for Marvin Gonzalez? Well, first of all, I want to say that when I saw that posting and I saw I was at work at the time, so... I go check my phone, just do to do to do, and I saw the posting, and I was like, are, "Is this like is somebody 
you know, we have a lot of social media people out there sometimes that they like to put out not real posts or, you know, because they want to have a little fun. So when I saw that, that, that first came to my mind, I had, you know, I because I was wanting Marwin to come back. You know, I'm a very big Marwin Gonzalez fan. And he was one of the heroes of 2017, our championship year. Yeah. And to, you know, I'm excited. And I did put it on social media. That's awesome. And he's back, you know. But there's a the fan perspective and there's the baseball perspective. And I I want more than anything that he that he's a success. I mean, of course, with us, especially with us. Yeah. You know, more than anything. But when it comes to what we need for the postseason, I want I guess the question for me is I want to know exactly what his role would be. I mean, twenty seventeen he was I mean, I kinda of labeled him like his nickname was Mr. Everything. He did everything. You know. And, and then we when he, hey, when we went to the playoffs, he started every game in left field. Exactly. So, so he he was like an Aledmus Diaz guy, but yes, when it yes. came down to it, he he Correct. had to start because he was. Let me tell you this, buddy. Okay. Not to cut you off, but in 2017 he hit 303, and this season he was released by the Red Sox. He was hitting 202, which is really really bad. Yeah. And we all know that he was one of the the guys that benefited the most from the scheme that was going on. And he also made a lot of money out of it by getting a contract with uh, the Twins. But I was like you. I agree with you. When when they posted it, I commented, is this real? Because I thought it was like yeah. some fake, you know, <laughs> fake sports center thing. I didn't think it was real. Yeah. And when I found out it was real, I was thinking, well, I'm a, I'll go ahead and give you my answer okay. since I interrupted you. Are you good? It's like. We get to, we get to add two people to the roster. It could be another pitcher. It could be another catcher. Whatever you need. It could be someone you want to call up, you know, from AAA, so you could see how good they are. You know, giving them a chance on the big stage, or you can call somebody up that can play any position. You know, play any position when you give someone a day off. So my answer is that he will make the 26-man roster because he's a Major League Baseball player. They picked him up. I don't know what they would have to pay him. I don't know if they would have to pay him whatever Boston uh, was going to give him. I don't even know if they have to pay him anything because Boston is probably still paying him. I have no idea how that works. But I, I, my, my, my pick was he's going to be on the roster when it expands, and, but he, re he really won't make an impact. No one's really going to say, like, wow, I'm so glad we got Marvin Gonzalez. I don't think he's going to do anything. I, I know the guys are happy about it. I think the uh, – I, I kind of oh, think – Oh, they are. They are. I, I think they'll – the guys will play better with him there. That's what I think. I think he will make the make Bregman and Altuve, Lance McCullers. They, they were, I think it was Bregman and McCullers. Yeah, that said, they were very excited about him coming. One of them said, uh, "Welcome home." You know. Yeah, so I think he'll make an impact as far as making the guys step up their game a little bit, you know, pumping them up. But I don't really see him doing anything. But maybe what you might say is is a timely big home run when we need it because that's kind of his specialty. 
Same. And you know what? I want him to, you know, I, I want to put it out there. You know, I did, I did share my, my, my thoughts and everything on, on, on Twitter. And, you know, I was reposting all the memes and all the, all the gifs and whatever you want to call them. And, you know, that's me going from the fan perspective. Cause I'm really excited about this. I think I also put out there, Hey, uh, Charlie Morton, you're next, you know, <laughs> but I'm the same way as far as I want to know exactly what he will be to us. Like, is he, are, is he going in every other, every other, or every two games? Is he actually going to be in the field? Is he, is he a DH? You know, uh, when we figure that out, I think it'll be more concrete of what we know he can, who he will be to us. And that's yeah. going to be more of an impact as far as where the other guys are going to play like Diaz, like, you know, Jake Meyer. I mean, you know, putting the, bringing up Marwin Gonzalez to the team, like to the big league team, we'll, we'll first of all take the spot of somebody. So we're going to be like, well, our question I was going to say that. Who's going to go down to the minor league or whatever by, by bringing them up? But also, where would you put them? Because I know every position we have on there, we'd have barring injury and all that. We have it, we have it filled. Buddy, you made a great point. You still have Chaz McCormick. So let's say you, you bring up a pitcher and a position player. Chaz McCormick is coming back when yes. he's off the injured list. So I don't know who they would get rid of. I don't know if it would be Taylor Jones. I have no idea. Ooh. I would I wouldn't do that if I was Ooh. them. Uh, yeah. But you you make a good point. I mean, unless they don't need any more pitchers, but also the September call up is usually a time to get these young kids up yes. and and let them get a feel, you know, for for the major leagues. Like get in the get in the locker room and in the dugout and get a feeling of being around the guys and learning from the guys. And if you have Marlon Gonzalez take up one of those spots, I didn't think about this till you said something, and I don't know if this is what you meant, but he's going to take up one of those spots for these guys. And if he doesn't really make an impact, if he doesn't really play and he gets lost on the bench, then it's kind of a waste of a spot. You know, I said the same thing. You know, to be honest, I, I sound like a little bit of a hypocrite because I was so welcoming of Marlon Gonzalez that I gave the LA Dodgers a guff for <laughs> getting Albert Pujols from the Angels and saying they don't need him because they have, you know, they have a player in his position. And he's, yeah. and, and, it's, and so here I am doing, all right, Marwin, yeah, but trying to sound like their move was not so smart and our move was really brilliant. You know, that's why I feel this way about more because, you know, from the from the call-up standpoint, McCormick's coming back. And yeah. from the position player area, but from the pitcher area, I can't wait for Jose Urquidy to come back. And that's that that's a pitcher. There's you know, two course, spots right there. Exactly. And and I'm just like, so where are the other guys who have who are working back to come back from injury, who you know, I know they say in the in the football world you cannot lose your spot due to injury, but Oh, I know the same thing here. Where they're 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 thinking we got Marwin, so what about me? You know, like what yeah. about when we come up? You know, I'm not sure what Chad McCormick's thinking. I think he's probably thinking I'm young. I'm you know I'm I'm coming up. I'm 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 gonna be on the team. You know, obviously like like in the roster. Yeah. But when you see the Marwin move, what are the other guys thinking? 
Well, Marwin's not going to go from a 200 hitter to a 300 hitter just because no. he changes uniforms. No. I, I don't think he's going to make an impact. And here's the results of the poll. Uh, 46% said he will make the roster, but he won't make an impact. 36% expect him to be successful with the Astros. And 18% say that he will be released. If you don't have anything else to add, we can move on to Fairfax. Let's move on. Let's do this. All right. Number one, Carlos Correa making that statement that this is his last season in Houston. Fair foul. He shouldn't have said that during this playoff run. I would have to go with fair. Now, just to begin on this, what is was that a real statement? I, I was hearing everywhere that it was... Maybe not his statement, and maybe it was kind of cut up to be the statement. But if that was a statement, then it would to to say it to say that now would be would be foul. Yeah. So he said, "This this is what the quote was from the story in the Athletic. This is my last season in Houston, and I want to win two championships with these guys. So it has to be what he said if they interviewed him." And I don't think that's something you should be saying. So if I'm wording the question right, it's foul. He shouldn't have said it. You don't say that. You don't tell your teammates, I'm leaving. You leave that for the the offseason. You leave that for the offices when you're negotiating your contract. You don't say it. You don't say something negative like that, you know, while you're pushing for the playoffs. You don't do it. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine his agent right now? I mean, if this came just from Carlos, or if it came from somebody whispering in his ear, I mean, it's got to do something for the negotiating process because he's already saying no Houston. So he's already saying, you know, he's already back into a corner trying to get a deal for Carlos Correa, or yeah. either they know something that we don't know because that a lot of those things are all, you know, the, they keep the lid on it, but. I'm still trying to wonder, like, what what led to the to, I mean, you know, did did somebody say, hey, say this, or hey, you know, and we'll put you on tape. I mean, I, yeah. I wonder where it came from, where it originated from, because from a baseball standpoint, from a player standpoint, especially a player going to free agency, that doesn't well go well with the player if he's already knocking out the team that he's currently on. You know, they offered him six years and 120 million, I believe. And I think they changed it. I think they gave him another another offer, and that's kind of what sparked this. That's this is what I read. It could it might not be true, but right. I think they changed it to five years and 125 million, and that would be oh, 25 million a year. I mean, well, let me ask you this: it's not this as much way. as like Francis. Yeah, he right. probably considers himself like Lindor. Yeah, and and he wants big money. I think he wants. Like a ten-year contract, he wants like some a, Tatis. Tatis con- yeah, yeah. There you go. So and the Astros has- are only going to want to give him five years. And what are you going to do, buddy? After five years, he's going to be thirty-two. The guy, the guy wants more years, and the Astros are—they're not going to give it to him. So we, I agree that he's going to be gone, but I also agree he shouldn't be saying anything like that. Exactly, foul. All right, number two, you touched on this earlier without knowing. This fair foul question, but Jake Myers will get more playing time than Chaz McCormick when they're both healthy. Fair foul. Ooh, that is a tough one. 
<laughs> you kind of have I, to just. I, yeah. I got to say, fair, he will, because they've already have him on center, like, all the time. And I know when Chaz was here, or I, he'll come back, you know, obviously, he was not playing center all the time. He was going, and, you know, and to be honest, wasn't, wasn't he playing right when Jake was playing center? So, I mean, I think with Chaz, he's kind of like the mini Marwin. You know, he's going, he goes wherever they put him. Yeah. But I think since center field is one of the positions where we really need to fill it because of George Springer's departure and Jake is filling it, I think that'll give him more of the opportunity to be the center fielder. So in this case, I know the fans are going to, you know, and anybody listening is going to be like, what are you saying, Mario? But I'm going to say, fair, he will get more playing time because of the, of the position he's playing and the situation yeah. he's currently in. I say fair, too. Uh, he's hitting 323. He plays center field. I think sometimes they move chat. They have to move uh, Tucker to center field. I don't yeah. really like that. Oh, and Jake Myers <laughs> is doing awesome, dude. How How do you, I mean, he's, not only is he hitting 323, but he's came up big in pressure situations. He I, He's awesome. I, 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 I say fair. He will get more playing time than Chaz McCormick. Agreed. All right. No more Astros questions. Ooh. So it's time to have some fun. Let's yesterday we had... Yesterday we had pancakes for breakfast. All right. And so here is my two-part fair foul about breakfast food. French toast is better than pancakes. Ooh, my second ooh in a row. You know, I got to <laughs> go I got I got to go with foul. Pancakes are are me. This is going on personal on a personal thing. I got to say foul for me. I love pancakes. I love making pancakes. I love Going to, you know, IHOP, Denny's, anywhere they have pancakes. I mean, not, they don't just serve them. But everywhere I go, I'm like, give me a yeah. stack of pancakes. I'm not really saying I want that French toast. I say fair. I love French toast, buddy. Pancakes. <laughs> Every time I eat pancakes, I just feel like crap. I don't know what it is. The best ones I've had are at Cracker Barrel. They're really good oh, pancakes. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of... I like pancakes, but French toast is number one in my book. Part two of this question is over easy is better than scrambled. Ooh, man, that's my third boo in a row. We're getting we're getting a little pattern here. <laughs> I, wow, I'm just like each of them are just like I was gonna say, well, oh, wait a minute. Um better. You know, I gotta go foul. I love me some scrambled eggs. And it's kind of like, for me, to be honest, it's the easiest thing to do. You don't really have to wait on it. You just need to scramble it. <laughs> so for me, convenience-wise, and the fact you can do more with it, like make tacos out of it, or, you know, if you do the sunny side up or easy, anything like that, you're just pretty much confined to having well, some pic toast with pic it or something. Picture it. Picture it. Okay. I, added a, I added a part three to this. Picture okay. that you're eating pancakes. How do you want okay. your eggs? How do you want your eggs with your pancakes? That's a tough one, but I still got to go scramble on this one. Then. I know, uh, you know, the, the 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 good thing would be to have them sunny side up, over easy, you know, and you know what you know what has the the yolk you know come out. Yeah. But for me, I still got to go with scramble. I still feel like 
like if they if there's a piece of bacon or something they're giving me, I'm gonna mix it in with the oh, egg. And I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna roll it up in some some sort of like tortilla slash bread or something. To be honest, I've even gotten toast and like put the egg and the bacon inside, and it's like okay, like. I think I just love tacos. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's what it is, buddy. So I say fair over easy is better. And I added a third part to this. Sausage is better than bacon. How do you're, you? You're, you're, you're eating pancakes. <laughs> Here's what I think about scrambled eggs. And I could offend some of you. But scrambled eggs are for children. I'm that's, not for ki- that's for kids, buddy. <laughs> scrambled <laughs> eggs are for children. Over easy is for adults. And when we go to Cracker Barrel or something like that, so me and you would have exact opposite plates. I would get French toast, over easy with sausage, and I'm assuming yeah. you'd be pancakes scrambled with bacon. bacon. Yeah. And we'd, we'd be looking at each other's plate going, wait, what? <laughs> so it's, so we are amazing, an amazing podcast team with completely different uh, breakfast tastes. Oh, yeah. Big time. All right. Number four. Now we're going to go to, I thought of this on the road trip. This is something that happens. I don't know if you've ever been on a road trip with a girl or a woman or a lady, whatever you want to call it, people. Many times. But fair or foul, girls putting their feet on your dashboard. I I don't know. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I don't know why they all do it, but I'll tell you this. You, you're you're looking for a reason. You know, you add reasons why you love somebody. Here's something else I like about you. We drove 10 hours to New Mexico, 10 hours back, and my girl did not put her feet on the dashboard one time. Wow. Because I say it's foul. I can't yeah. stand it when someone when I see someone go next to you. And the girl's got her feet up there, or they're driving by you. I hate it. Very big pet peeve. Very huge foul. Well, for me, I think the opposite. I, I don't know why I'm going opposite on this one, but for me, which has happened many times, but I think for me it had to do with where we were in the relationship. I think if, and then of course, when you don't take a road trip with someone you just met, obviously, but if you're early in the relationship and you're semi road tripping it or anything and they do that i don't know i I would kind of be like wow she's really doing that but if i'm with someone for you know for for a long time it's probably something i don't mind because to me depending on the the weather depending on everything they look they look cute you know it looks to me looks cute i don't know maybe it's just Mm. uh, i got some weird thing going on but just if you're like in a deep, long, you know, I'm, I'm relationship. I'm, I'm looking at it like, you know, this is kind of cute. You know, it's kind of she's relaxed, she's cool. This is what she likes, you know. But she with I the think, shades on and everything. I think it's a good for me at mm. least. You know, that's my opinion. I think it depends on how anal you are about your vehicle. Right. I, I like to take care of my stuff. I mean, I, I had a, I traded in my last truck. I had it for nine years, and the guy said your truck looks brand new on the inside and it's be- and then that's so someone that takes care of their vehicle like i don't want your feet on my dashboard does it look cute it doesn't to me buddy it looks annoying it's too, <laughs> it's, it's i guess because I, I don't like i i don't like it i don't like it right at all. right so for me like i said it's just more of the where you're 
it's for me it's all detailed it's where are you have the relationship and you know, i don't for care me, if okay, i'm with someone 25 years don't put your feet on my dashboard wow I'm that's angry. good i don't know I, mean, I think i'm more because i'm just more like i mean okay let me put this on the podcast right now i don't have the cleanest car you know so let me there you go that's you why know, you don't care that's why you don't just care like oh well but if she's doing it like i said I do, in a sense, if she and I had started dating and she and we go on our first whatever and she just puts them up and be like, well, wait a minute, you know, what are you doing? So I think for me, it's more. Why would it matter how long you know them? I don't know. Cause I think when you. They, they, they got to earn the right to put their feet on your dashboard. Yes. <laughs> they do. You know, I they, think the reason girls do. do it and it doesn't bother them to do it is because. Sorry to tell you, ladies, but a lot of girls have dirty cars. They they look like they live in their cars. There's always garbage, and it, it you know men see tend to take care of their cars more, on especially on the inside. And let's move on to this. Let's move on to this before people get tired of hearing us talking about feet on the dash. Right, <laughs> Bucky's. This is another road trip thing. Bucky's has us spoiled. As far as gas stations, I stopped at the smallest, oldest, nastiest gas stations in the world. There wasn't one nice gas station on my entire road trip. The gas stations in the town we stayed in were gross and old. We are spoiled. Every time I go to Houston, I stop at Bucky's on the way there. Of course. I stop oh, yeah. at Bucky's on the way back. Even even the Valero corner stores, you know, down the street from my house are five times nicer than any crappy gas station that I stopped. Are we spoiled? Has Bucky spoiled us? Because when I was a kid, it was known that gas station bathrooms are disgusting. But now I'm, my expectations for gas stations are to be clean, to be nice, and have great restrooms. Did Bucky spoil us? You know, if that was fair, if I would say, I think fair, it has spoiled me because I, I do the same thing too. Yeah. And they have them so awesome. And to be honest, it's kind of, you know, to, to go on what you said, I got I to ask, why are they not, the other one's not cleaner? I mean, we're in this, we're in the, in the state of COVID and pandemic and all that. You would Buddy. figure they would just be taking care of them a little bit more, I would say. But, you know, a lot of places, they don't have the best restrooms. Buddy, I stopped on the way home. I was getting close to Fort Stockton, and I don't know if you guys do this as well, but I had like 132 miles of gas left, and the gas station was 120 miles away. I mean, the next town that I wanted to go get gas at. But I didn't want to risk it. I didn't, I didn't want to be driving with 18, 17, 16, and just so scared that I'm going to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. So I pulled over at this. I saw a big Chevron sign sticking up. I pulled over. It's a small, small little building with two gas pumps. And I look over and there's a couple of cats on the the patio. So I pump the gas. I go in and there's a wet floor sign with a homemade sign that says bathrooms are out of order. And I really had to go. Number one. <laughs> and she said, well, you can just go around back if you want. 
What? I said, okay. I had to go, buddy, so I did it. So I went around <laughs> the back. I went around the side, and it was like cat, 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 cat. No kidding. There had to be in 12 cats around that. I don't know why it was Cat City. And I'm just That's walking, and they're jumping out at me, jumping out. They're not jumping out at me. I guess I'm startling them. But That's I had to cats. pee outside. And I had to face my back to the wind. It was windy. But this gas station was so bad, I had to pee outside, and there was a million cats. Not did happening they, at Bucky's. Let me ask you this. Well, did they have a plan in mind, like, when we'll get it fixed soon? Or this is going to make everybody go to the back and pee? <laughs> I don't know. That gas station was in the middle of nowhere. I don't wow. even remember what town it was. That's a lot of cats. i got to be honest with you, man. That's a lot of cats. Why were there cats there? That's what I want to know. Are they feeding them? What are the cats well, doing? Well, I do see it in a lot of other places, but I do see like cats and dogs, you know. But to have you know what else? cats there, that's just like a sanctuary or something. You know what else happened? There was a sign on the door that said no pets. <laughs> oh, you got and there was cats me. everywhere. Yeah. You, oh, you, unless, they, unless they said no pets, unless they're ours. Maybe it's theirs. I don't know. They yeah. own 12 cats. That's crazy, like, though. I don't think they own them. I just think they're all just there for some like, reason. They're, like no probably, they're all just strays, you know. Just but how do you put it? It's funny that you like, look at all these cats, and then there's a, a sign on the door that no pets allowed. Pretty ironic and pretty crazy. That's, that's the funny thing I've ever heard. But that's all we got, buddy. That's another episode of Sunday Strohs. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Mario, tell them goodbye, buddy. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. And remember, if it's Sunday, it's always time for Sunday Strohs. Thanks for tuning in, folks.